What is behind all the confusion? Since the 1960s, America and the West has been caught in the throes of the so-called sexual revolution. And in recent years, the pace has accelerated. What we see today flows directly from normalizing extramarital sex in the 1960s to abortion in the 1970s to homosexuality in the 80s and 90s and to same-sex marriage in the 2000s. But in the past decade, this revolution has gone beyond the issue of sexual behavior to redefining the very core of who we are as human beings. Fundamental distinctions like male and female are now passe, turned aside in favor of an internally self-generated, self-declared identity. Indeed, the transgender movement has led to shifts in thinking and behavior that dwarf the ones seen in the sexual revolution's earlier decades. We will investigate the ideology of gender confusion, which is enforcing oppressive new rules on our culture, endangering our children, and leading to misery and heartache for countless thousands. We begin with a look at this very new but very pervasive cultural phenomenon. Our own John Rabe brings us this report. In 2015, former Olympic gold medal decathlete Bruce Jenner famously announced that he was changing genders and would now become known as Caitlyn Jenner. Despite the fact that Bruce Jenner had occupied a prominent place in American culture for 40 years as a man, people were expected to immediately get on board. I would say I've always been very confused with my gender identity since I was this big. Gender dysphoria is a condition where somebody feels like their biological sex does not match what they feel inside. Um, so it may be um, that they, they feel like a a man that's trapped in a woman's body is a, a common term that we hear. Your sex refers to your physical body parts, remember? But there is also something called gender, which is how you feel inside your body and who you know yourself to be. Biological males asserting that they're actually women and vice versa. Well, again, there's nothing new under the sun, and this is actually a, a, a modern form of Gnosticism, I would argue. Uh, Gnosticism, Paul dealt with this actually in Corinthians, the idea that uh, there, there's something uh, that our biological bodies are distinct from the real you, the immaterial you. You know, Plato actually argued that the goal of life was for the real us to escape the prison of our bodies. Uh, so there's this juxtaposition between our bodies and the real you, our immaterial souls. This Gnostic view of reality that puts our biological bodies and our true inner selves at odds with one another is deeply contrary to a biblical worldview. Moral relativism says there are no boundaries, there are no rules. I am the center. I'm the locus of reality. I make my own truth. 
And what bigger uh, expression of relativism to be able to say to God, God, you have no control over me. God, you have no control over my behavior. You don't even have control over what I am. I was born a male. No, I identify as something different. But while it cuts against the cultural grain, the biblical account of the nature of humanity is crystal clear. Genesis 1.27 tells us, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. The battle is against the creator. And it's always been this way. It's been this from Genesis. We see in the beginning, the enemy, Satan, has always lied to. And, the, and if you look at the lie in Romans 1, it says the lie. They believe the lie. And the lie goes back to Genesis. And the Genesis lie is the serpent comes to sow doubt about the goodness of God. It's always an assault on the character of the love of God. We are indeed in the middle of a cultural tidal wave of gender confusion. While there are some people happy to affirm a new internally generated gender identity that is at odds with their biological sex, there are also many who are deeply confused and conflicted. For those who experience gender confusion, yet want to be reconciled to their own biological sex, there are powerful entities that would make helpful therapy and counseling to that end illegal. Everyone, regardless of their gender identity or sexual orientation, should be able to have therapy to change behaviors that are dangerous or harmful or that might be affecting their marriage to the person they love or the affecting, they're holding their family together for the sake of their children. Most people believe someone should be able to have help to save their marriage or family. If somebody that's struggling goes to a therapist, for example, and uh, they express this gender dysphoria, most of the time they're told that, you know, you really are transgender and you need to transition and I'll help you. Therapists who, are, who believe in the gender binary and who do not believe in these, quote, gender-affirming medical harms are shaking in their shoes. They are terrified. And physicians who do not want to be forced to give gender-affirming hormones and so on or don't want to have to refer a child for that are very frightened. I've heard many therapists have said they really are afraid. But then in most of the support groups, they're all transgender. So they have a vested interest in other people being trans because the more people around you that are trans, the more it reaffirms it to you. Right now there's a huge battle for um, therapeutic choice. There are so many people out there that hate the message of anyone that has come out of either a gay or transgender lifestyle. We are on the forefront of a war. And, and just like Laura and I and others have talked about, we're also saving children. Because this trans movement is now an assault on the youngest of children uh, at elementary school level. One of the reasons that, um, that I have the authority to speak on these issues is because I lived as transgender myself. 
I lived as trans for almost nine years. I had had surgeries, I took all the hormones, I'd had a, the legal changes, but also because I have so much compassion for people that are struggling. And I want people to know the truth because I know that that, that lifestyle is never going to solve the deeper issues of your heart. Laura Perry is a courageous example of God's healing and deliverance. You will see more of her powerful story later in this program. But while she was able to get the help she was looking for, many will not. At least if the hard left activists have their way, they are using all the power at their disposal to enforce the new transgender orthodoxy, including using government force when possible. Our own David Wright has more. We're living right now amid such insanity that previous generations would be appalled and probably unbelieving that it's gone this far. We have reached a point where the government has become so intrusive and is intruding into areas where it has no business. I mean, it wants to take over everything. More and more today, the government is intruding on the rights of its citizens, specifically on the issue of gender. Their latest power grab goes by the name of the Equality Act. What it does is it adds sexual orientation and gender identity to federal civil rights law. Now that may seem, seem like just a matter of fairness, but instead it, it totally distorts the idea of civil rights. The Equality Act is the most radical LGBT law that you could possibly imagine. It, it, it takes every sector of life and applies the most radical theories. It will lead to the closure of Christian churches, Catholic schools, you know, you name the religious uh, institution and it's gonna suffer. In 20 states in the U.S., there are bans against minors having ther talk therapy that will help them decrease same-sex attraction or transgender identity. If the Equality Act were to pass, therapy to help anyone change or reduce their same-sex attraction or transgender identity would be illegal. In some cases, We've now seen parents losing custody of their children if they don't go along with this. If parents do not help their children by affirming their transgender identity or same-sex behavior, it is being presented as child abuse. There's even a term spiritual abuse, that if somebody wants to help their child live according to their faith, they can, that, that they're committing spiritual abuse. What America will reap in the next generation is unthinkable. How can you bring people up three, four, five, six, not knowing their sexual identity? The harvest of confusion and the breakdown of institutions is gonna be appalling. It's coming, it's on the way. The bottom line purpose of the, the far left and the radical LGBTQ uh, is to destroy uh, any semblance of a traditional definition of the family. The less definition that you have with regards to what is the family, the greater potential expansion and possibility of control you have with government. And we all know from a historical perspective how dangerous that can be.
It's chilling to see how far left-wing activists will go to enforce their radical new gender ideology, following in the footsteps of their revolutionary forerunner, Karl Marx. Marx also said that his movement needed to remove education from the family sphere and have society intervene in the schooling of children. Not surprisingly, this effective method of indoctrination has become a key tool for gender anarchists. When it comes to the public schools, they have been dangerous for a long time. For many years, the public school system has been compromised with far-left ideologies. But in recent times, we've seen a growing push to indoctrinate America's youth with radical sex education and gender studies curriculum. We have reached a point in time where the teachers associations, the teachers unions, they have become so politicized and they are pushing an agenda that's designed to corrupt our children. Our children are being targeted uh, all the way down to the kindergarten level with new radical sex ed curriculum materials uh, that are now mandatory in every public school and charter school in the state of California and many school districts in the Midwest have actually uh, been convinced to adopt it as well. The LGBT caucuses and political movements are so ingrained in the school systems from university all the way down to preschool and elementaries now that they will, they've created massive educational programs being pushed, by the way, by the Biden administration currently. The activists now want to get to the kids early and steer them along that path regardless of the parents' wishes. This is happening especially in California, where the schools are lining up to uh, push the transgender agenda on kids as young as elementary school and try to cut parents out of the equation. In many schools, children are being exposed to extremely explicit material from the youngest of ages, and parents around the country are taking notice. Parents should be very concerned about sex ed today. Parents may be somewhat aware that sex ed is increasingly graphic um, and that it's starting at younger and younger ages, and all of that is problematic. In 44 states in America, there's a law called the Obscenity Exemption Law, and that law allows children to be exposed to porn, but only in schools and libraries. So what do you think a drag queen is? Uh, a queen of dragons. In some cities across America, biological men dressing as women are presenting drag queen story hours to children in our public libraries. In Houston, come to find out because nobody vets these guys, that it's either one or two of those guys turned out to be pedophiles. Planned Parenthood is moving into the area of transgender treatment, giving cross-sex hormones. And right now in California, Planned Parenthood has a contract for putting counseling centers on 50 school campuses in Los Angeles County. In California, many schools are beginning to offer gender treatment centers where students can receive treatment all without parents' consent. In Orange County, the Children's Hospital of Orange County has a gender treatment clinic. And they are going around to school boards 
and offering them free counseling services. We already know that they sterilize these children and then the idea is that they would create slush funds to, for, for the females to have healthy breast tissue removed before they go into puberty and that is akin to child abuse. Children are right now the most vulnerable victims uh, to this new radical movement and parents need to be responsible. They need to understand the reality and look at uh, the best and most responsible way to deal with this new threat uh, to the uh, health and safety and spiritual welfare of their children. Thankfully, many parents around the nation are awakening to the radical indoctrination being imposed upon their children. But they have difficult work in front of them. Self-appointed cultural elites allow only one message to be heard, that transgender is normal and any opposition to it is hateful. But that stance ignores God's design millennia of civilizational knowledge and science, among many other problems. And it ignores the real-life accounts of those who have been healed of gender confusion. Let's return to the story of Laura Beth Perry. I grew up in a Christian home. And, you know, we were one of those families, we were at church every time the door was open. And, you know, for the most part, it was a good childhood, but I did, I really struggled to understand what it really meant to have a relationship with God. I heard a lot about religion, but I heard a lot about good works and, you know, working your way toward God. When I was about five, my, um, my brother, I noticed that my mom had a closer relationship with my brother. And, you know, I, I always wanted to be close with her like him, but then I found out that she had miscarried two between my brother and I, and I began to wonder if maybe mom had wished I'd been one of those boys instead. So I was really tomboy anyway. I, I was having a hard time relating to the girls, but I really longed for that relationship with my mom. And when I saw the good relationship that my brother had with her, I thought, well, maybe if I was more like my brother, then mom would want me. Early on, I believed this lie that I had been rejected by my mother. And when I was eight years old, I was um, over at a friend's house one day, and you know, not expecting, I didn't know I was in danger. Um, but my friend's brother asked me to come in the bathroom with him, and uh, he molested me. And I remember the guilt and the shame that I felt, and it really stole my innocence that day. I had this teddy bear that I would talk to and tell my real secrets to that nobody else knew. I had another encounter with a boy when I was nine, and after that I just, I had um, this sexual hunger. Then when I was in high school, I began to um, really turn away from God. I was angry at God. I felt so rejected by women. And I, I desperately wanted the attention from men, but the more that I gave to them sexually, the more that they began to reject me. Mm -hmm. 
Well, when I was in college, I just felt myself spiraling into a world of sexual sin. And I was trying so hard to, to gratify myself with all of this, to feel loved and accepted. And I finally thought, you know, the reason that this never works out, the reason that I'm never happy is because I was supposed to be the man. So when I decided to embrace this, I really hadn't even heard the word transgender. My prayer was, most of the time, was for Lord, Lord just open her eyes, you know, help her to see, you know, who she is and God's creation. I went uh, to the support group, you know, I, everybody there was transgender, and within five minutes they were like, oh, you are definitely transgender. But the Equality Center, they, um, you know, of course were telling me how I could transition and giving me all the steps that I needed. By the time I embraced it, I believed I was a man born in the wrong body, and I'd always been that way, and it's who I was. When I first started taking the testosterone, they didn't talk about the long-term consequences. I'd never really thought about the fact that it would make me sterile, that I wouldn't be able to have my own children. God really began to show me that she was a victim of the enemy. And so that really changed my prayer towards her. And it really softened my heart for her. God really just orchestrated such a wonderful thing because I, he allowed me to start teaching this Bible study, which was growing. And then I needed a website. I didn't know how to do that, but Laura knew how to do it. I agreed to do it really for money, and I thought I would summarize the lessons for the website. And about six months had gone by, and I said, Mom, what's happened to me? Six months ago, I was 180 degrees from where I am now. I said, all I want is to hear the Word of God. And she said, well, I've been praying that God would draw you back like a magnet. I said, that's exactly what God has done. I was so, I was so shocked that God had answered her prayer. And I said, and I said Mom, What's happened to you? Because you're not the mother I grew up with. When I noticed that change in her, I knew the gospel was true. And I wanted that too. As I began thinking about all the sin in my life, I thought, why would God want me? I'm too far gone. I've done too much. But I just, um, I, w I wanted God. I didn't know what the Lord had in store for me, the beautiful transformation, how he would absolutely transform my life. And I'm so thankful now. I have no desires or feelings to go back. And I, I just, I look back and it's just been a miracle that he has done in me. It's inspiring and encouraging to see God's truth and healing take root in Laura. At a fundamental level, the new transgender orthodoxy, often strident and authoritarian, is at war with God's design. With gender confusion being the order of the day, preached on television, taught in schools, and guarded at its perimeter by the so-called cancel culture, now more than ever, it's absolutely crucial to give our children a grounding in the truth. And we have a vital resource to share with you, one that is as powerful as it is essential. It's the compact book, Anchoring Your Child to God's Truth in a Gender-Confused Culture, by Dr. Gary Yagel, a specialist in men's ministry and family issues.
He has written this much needed hands-on guide to help your children embrace their proper calling to godly womanhood or manhood. This may be the best practical resource I have seen for helping your children and grandchildren on these contentious issues because it peels away the distortions of the culture and imparts biblical truth and wisdom. We will send you this important book as our thanks for your generous donation to reach America with the transforming truth of God's Word through this ministry. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 877-962-7677, or go online to djkm.org. And if you're able to give a special ministry gift of $50 or more, we will send you this high-impact book plus the full DVD version of this program, The Tragedy of Gender Confusion. You have only seen a fraction of the whole program on this broadcast. The DVD version contains much, much more, including a look at how transgender ideology is anti-scientific, how women are particularly being victimized by it, a deeper look at Laura Beth Perry's story, and much more, plus special bonus features. The new maze of gender identity is confusing to navigate, largely because it's contrary to reason and to revealed truth. You will want to have this DVD, which includes the entire program you're watching, plus many special features not seen in this program. And you will want to share it with your children and grandchildren. That's the must-have book, Anchoring Your Child to God's Truth in a Gender-Confused Culture, as our thanks for your generous donation, and the book plus the brand new DVD special, The Tragedy of Gender Confusion, as our gratitude for your ministry support of $50 or more. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 877-962-7677, or go online to djkm.org. The radical revolutionaries in our culture have attempted to set up barriers so that we can't even discuss issues like this, let alone carefully examine them from a biblical perspective. But we as Christians simply cannot let this happen. We are called to speak the truth, and as renowned Soviet dissident Alexander Solzhenitsyn put it, to live not by lies. And friends, it's our privilege and duty to love those who are hurt and confused and who have been led into ruin by a false, destructive ideology, and to share with them the saving, transforming message of Jesus Christ. As the scripture says, do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. 
but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. Thanks for joining us for this special program, and may God bless you. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.